You're listening to the Real Estate Investing Podcast with Dante Belmonte, here to help you start or continue your journey in real estate. Each episode, we bring you a different expert real estate investor who will share the secrets to their success so you can learn and benefit from their experience. Let's jump right into it. Thank you, thank you everyone who made it back to the podcast today. Today's guest is Ellis Hammond. Ellis is a former missionary and Christian pastor gone real estate syndicator. But the cool thing is he still disciples to many through real estate today. So we get to sit down and talk with Ellis about syndicating. That's a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you can, just take a quick five minutes to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. That'd be wonderful. It just shows that you know you guys are enjoying the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dante Belmonte. Today with us, we have a super special guest. We've got Ellis Hammond on the show from Kingdom Capitalist. Ellis, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? What's up, man? Yeah, I'm sitting here working on my mic while you're introducing, (laughs) but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for having me, man. I um, was a former missionary and Christian pastor, actually, kind of converted into a full-time real estate investor um and now we lead one of the the largest communities for faith driven investors um who are really building businesses in the world of real estate so excited to be here man i hope to be able to provide your audience as much value whether that comes to investing or building communities or faith whatever you want to talk about man i'm wide open yeah awesome so one of the reasons why i really want to have you on the show and really how you caught my attention for the most part is because I'm a man of faith. I'm a, I'm a Christian as well. And obviously you are as well being a Christian college pastor uh, in San Diego. That's pretty cool to hear a Christian college pastor go from pastor to real estate investor. You just don't hear that every day. Um, and there's a lot of crooks and criminals in the industry that we're mm-hmm. in, unfortunately, and we're here to kind of make that better. So uh, basically what I want you to do is just kind of dive right in. So talk to us about where you were at um, in non-for-profits, being a pastor, mm-hmm. and what made you want to bridge that gap, make the jump? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell my story real quick. Um, thanks for giving me the opportunity, man. I, uh, so yeah, we, we moved here to San Diego, California to start a Christian nonprofit to, to really start building communities of faith on college universities across San Diego. And um, our model was that we raised all the money that we needed in order to support our organization. So, you know, we moved out here essentially as missionaries, uh, to really begin to kind of start building this nonprofit with a team of ours and loved it, man. Like it was just such a fun work and being a part of like the lives of young people and seeing what God could do, you know, on the college campus. It was an absolute blast. Um, I don't know, probably about four years into it though. Um, our, our ministry started growing. We started hiring new folks and, and it started to really build. And I think it just kind of got dawned on me. Like I want to figure out new ways and more creative ways to build wealth and create capital for our nonprofit and for my family. And, you know, like raising money, man, just never got easier, right? Like it's just, right. it's, it's always a battle. And so, you know, God has just kind of gifted me as an entrepreneur and builder. And so I, you know, I just got hungry to figure out there's gotta be ways. Um, I, I just didn't feel like I was stewarding my resources and gifts to the best of my ability. And man, I remember uh, driving in the car one day and uh, you know, like when you're, when you're really open to it, man, you're really asking God to show you a way like he definitely provides. And I remember driving in the car and hearing one of those radio ads. And it was one of those, uh, I'm not going to say his name. And he's a kind of a big real estate person. And he's like, Hey, if you want to learn how to like, you know, build wealth through real estate, come check out this seminar. This is a radio ad, man. Right? Like here I am <laughs> like millennial, like when's the last time a radio ad worked on a millennial? <laughs> Um, but dude, that was at like the perfect time 
for something like that because I was just hungry and I was looking for that answer. And so I went, and this is what I always tell people. I used to think before that two-hour seminar that real estate was the end goal once you became wealthy. Right. And when I sat in that seminar that day, it was the first time that I realized real estate is actually the beginning to how most people build wealth. Like real estate is the starting point, not the end goal. And, and that right. changed things completely for me because I realized then that you could buy real estate with other people's money, that you could actually partner with other people and do deals and you didn't have to have the capital, that you could you know, work with the seller and do creative financing. And there were so many ways to get into this game and start building equity. And so long story short, it's exactly what we did. We, we, you know, we started evangelizing about real estate, man. Like, Hey, I'm trying to do real estate. Who can help me with real (laughs) estate? Right. And that's why I tell people, man, you got to be evangelistic about your calls. And I was about that for a nonprofit. And then I started, you know, evangelistic about this and um, found a mentor who helped us find a good deal. I convinced a family investor to put up a hundred grand so that we can buy this first duplex here in San Diego. And that's how we got started, man. We bought the ugliest house on the prettiest block and in, 11 months we made more money in a in a real estate deal than i made in in you know essentially four or five years as a as a missionary right so let's talk like let's talk about that first deal a little bit so we know what you were looking for you said you went to that seminar and it kind of just the light bulb went off at that point and you're like this is this is what i gotta do you know it's not the end goal it's where i start so where was that start for you you said you bought a duplex in san diego How'd you find it? Tell us the details about it, price, all that good yeah. stuff. Is in San Diego, man. So, I mean, you guys are in New York, so you probably know. I mean, this thing was about 300K a unit uh, just south of that. We're, we're upstate um, New York, so like the average price is 150K here. So, 300 a unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, most people were like, dang, you got, you got, you know, you got ripped off. Well, if you're living in San Diego, you're like, man, that's a good deal, right? So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a duplex. And uh, we decided to kind of do like one of those house hack things where mm-hmm. we lived into the unit and we, we did some renovations beforehand. And um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it really isn't that it wasn't a technical deal. Like we, we went in, we put, we put money down and we worked our butts off to make it a nice looking property. And I knew it was undervalued. It was a kind of a portfolio sale. And we kind of picked one of these deals out of this portfolio that I think, you know, the owner had died and kind of passed it along to someone. And man, we just by chance or, God's good grace or however you want to frame it, man, that, you know, we ended up finding a really great project. It was appraised right under 600 grand. And then when we reappraised wow. it after we did all, all of our renovations, it was right about 750. So we, we created about 150 K in equity, um, you know, pretty, right. pretty quickly, you know, and by not having to put that much into it as well. So I think we did like probably 30 grand of renovations to it um, okay. in the project. So and you praise that high. Wow. That's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you know, it was just, it was, it was there, man. The value was there. It was in a good neighborhood and just the property had, you know, been, been mistreated and not taken care of. And so, um, and we still hold that property today, man. So we refinanced, we pulled out some of that equity, we paid back mm-hmm. our family investor and, um, and then we actually started Airbnb in it. And then, you know, that, that really created some great cash flow for us. So now we had oh, yeah. equity in a project. We're owning real estate, right? We get all the tax advantages to owning real estate. Um, and now we got a good cash flow. You know, we were cash flowing a couple hundred bucks extra that we didn't have beforehand um, because now we were Airbnb. And uh, now with COVID-19, we're having to ch- change up our, our strategy a little bit. Right. Yeah. Even still, man, like it's, it's still out there. And, and I want people to, and people to remember, like, 
we had no experience. Like right, you just jumped this in at first. <laughs> yeah, and it, in some ways, it was figured out as you go, you know. And um, you know, it would and, and having the right people. I can't say that enough. Like we had an amazing mentor, who it was an older guy who had you know several a lot of real estate here in San Diego, and and dude, we just relied on him. And um, so I don't say going into this blindly. I hope people don't hear me say that we had a lot of right. help. But um, I wouldn't have gotten that help if I wasn't serious about taking action. Yeah, no, I definitely hear you. And it's kind of funny because my first duplex I still have and we Airbnb one of the sides as well. Mm -hmm. And it doubles what it would usually do in rent as far mm -hmm. as, you know, gross income standpoint. Yeah. And definitely had to pivot with COVID. I mean, COVID hit. We had two full months booked. Everyone bailed. Everyone's yeah. canceled. Yeah. We just adjusted that price. We got... I'm at 31 days booked this month, you know, nice, dude. because we're able to adjust the price. And typically we averaged about 23 to 25 stays a night. But now that we lowered that price, we're able to do a full month now. And it's the same amount there of income, just, just more, uh, more people coming in and out. So yeah, uh, that's pretty cool though. What you're talking about for the first property and that's an astronomical amount of money you spent, <laughs> but that's the market <laughs> you're in, you know, an expensive market. Yeah. Um, when was the switch to apartment buildings? When did that kind of, happen in your head you're like well this is the way i need to go yeah right. so we did that first deal it was a duplex i was still working as a college pastor then and um even though we did really well man i just realized like this was not gonna do it it, it was a lot of work it was you know we did everything the margins weren't you know were really tight um and uh you know i just i i didn't ever think i was gonna be a full-time real entrepreneur and my vision always man was create capital, create a lot of capital and be able to, to resource things. Like I was a missionary. I was like, I want to resource movements of God. Right. And um, so buying a duplex at a time for 300 K, you know, was just never going to get me there fast enough. And so um, I was open to new things and it ended like, this is just a story of faith. The more I tell it again, God put somebody in my life and kind of introduced me. He gave me a call, which is crazy. He found me on bigger pockets. He's like, Hey, I want to, tell you about this thing called a syndication where you can actually raise money pools of money and go and invest that pool of money essentially you since you have experience raising money from you know as a fundraiser you can essentially do the same thing for real estate so you go raise money from a group of investors and you place that inside of a real estate project and you could even partner with someone who has more experience so that barrier of experience isn't there anyways it isn't right. there either and um and that was a high opener to me, man. So we played around with that for a little bit and just started telling people like, Hey, we're all in on this whole real estate thing. We really want to get into this. Um, and I just started networking, man. And I would listen to podcast shows just like this. And the podcast host or guest would give their contact information afterwards. And I would call them or I would email them or I would LinkedIn them, whatever it took yep. just to start building my network of real estate sponsors, operators, and I began to meet some, meet some really great people. And due to nine months, we closed on our first $9.5 million multifamily project wow. where we primarily were capital raisers in that deal where we brought equity um, from our network of investors. And that dude, we never looked back, man. And that's when I realized that, um, that I wanted to be on the capital side of things. We, we began to make the transition out of the pastoral ministry and into the world of real estate. And that's our business now, man. We do real estate syndications and we help our network of investors build, you know, a predictable wealth building strategy by investing alongside of us in large cash flowing commercial real estate deals 
and um, it's it's a bla- it's a blast, man. <laughs> oh, it, it's a fun time. Now, was this deal that you guys did? Was it a value add? Was it kind of turnkey, plug and play? You just knew what the returns were going to be. Yeah, a little look? bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. I would say probably the biggest thing. So, for those who are listening and kind of want to know how we how we create value in in large commercial, it really is based on the income. So, unlike a single family place. It, you know, a commercial real estate deal is valued like a business. So it's based on NOI, net operating income. So, you know, two ways to do that. You either in, increase income, increase your flow of income or decrease your expenses. Easiest way, of course, is to decrease expenses. Um, and so that was kind of, I was most of our plan on this project was kind of operating efficiencies from the property management that was in play and just kind of, you know, creating our, our you know, plugging and playing our, our management group that we had there who was already kind of overseeing about 2000 other units. Wow. And so um, that helped a lot. It was also just a pretty good deal, man. I worked with a very experienced operator in that market who already had several thousand units under contract. And so um, or under management. And so that helped us get a good price. It was just a good deal, man. Like it was right. Every, it was a really all great around deal. kind of worked out for yeah. you. Yeah. And how many limited partners uh, investors did you raise capital from? Um, on that deal was a handful of folks, man, probably about four or five guys in that deal. Okay. So they're probably putting up a decent amount of capital each. There's only four you know, or five I, guys. But on I didn't, nine. I didn't, again, I didn't raise it all on that. You oh, know, that okay. Was Just a $5 your million dollar raise. Yeah. We, I mean, we had multiple partners in that deal, so I didn't bring the whole 5 million stack on that project. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you do any asset management on that project or were you really just the initial general partner? That Marketing, investor relations, you know, okay. I mean, we, you know, we're talking, I mean, we talk regularly about the deal, what we're, what's going on, but no, for the most part, right. man, like I'm, you know, I, I look after my investors and, you know, we're kind of moving on looking for the next project. We have third party property management and they're, you know, using that. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about, you know, returns back to investors. We had some issues with COVID. We had some issues before that with some units flooding, stuff like that. But I mean, the nice thing about these larger deals, man, is yes, I mean, we're still overseeing the business plan and overseeing the property managers. But my whole point in getting into large commercial real estate was because I didn't want to be the landlord. I didn't want to go in there and rake in the yard and collecting the rents like I was doing on that duplex, right? Like I wanted to build a portfolio that could create predictable cash flow that was, you know, resistant against any type of market crash, um, or, you know, dip in the stock market and then we could just keep building. And that's what multifamily allows us to do. And that, that syndication, that was your first one, correct? Yeah. And that was in, that's in San Diego, right? Where you, where you are, or is that a different market? No, 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 dude, that would have been it. No, that was it. That was in the Southeast. Okay. Southeast. All right. Wonderful. So how often do you go and like visit the property after acquisition of the property? I mean, are you visiting it that often or really not too much? Yeah, I mean, we'll visit that property, you know, I mean, we'll, we talk with property management every, every single month on that deal. Um, and then, yeah, we're out to see there probably quarterly. Okay, awesome. And these other partners, these general partners on the deal that you're partnered with, are they also men of faith? Are they also Christians as well? Is that who you only do business with? Or how did this look? I don't mean to get too in depth yeah. in that area, but love to know. Thankfully, early on, yes. I mean, he is a Christian, the other operator. And uh, now we have our own, we actually just launched our own syndication firm. So we now have our own operational um, plan. And we're, our, you know, we're a Christian company. And, um, you know, I, I don't work just with Christian investors, of course. I mean, I, you know, if, if folks want to come in and be a part, I mean, most people know that I'm a Christian. I'm pretty open about my faith. 
And I think that matters for kind of a value sake. Um, and then we even have a Christian mission in the way that we kind of run our properties or, or want to run our properties. But, you know, when folks want to come in and they want to just create a more predictable well-building strategy, you don't, you know, you don't need to be a Christian in that. Um, you know, my hope is that what we're doing in the way that we're running our business can really point to, to God. Um, right. But no, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so no, we don't just strictly work with non-Christians. He was thankfully early on. Um, but that's not, not always the case. Okay. And being in syndication and being in apartment buildings and investing in real estate, I don't want to say there's a conflict of interest, so to speak, but how are you able to exercise your, your Christian beliefs, your, your faith and in this business? Cause it can be difficult. Let's say for example, a tenant's not paying and you have to evict him or you have to charge him a late fee, things like that. Obviously as, as Christians, we're called to have mercy on people. We're we're called to steward that aspect of mm-hmm. our belief. Uh, I mean, how do you handle that? Cause I know that's tough and I'm sure it's a tough question too, but it's, yeah. it's the business world, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that like when people, I get this question a lot and the whole tenant thing comes up. I, I just don't see why it's an unbiblical or not Christian thing to do to, um, you know, hold somebody to what they've committed to. Um, right. You know, we've signed a contract um, this is what they've agreed to pay. We're providing them a service and they pay for that service. And so if they break their contract, they break the law that they've agreed to. Well, then we have a written agreement that says, Hey, we have to, we're going to honor this agreement. We've done everything we can to help you. And now it's time to go. So right. I, I don't really have an issue with that. I don't think there's anything kind of faith related there. Um, we work like, so there's a great organization called apartment life that we hope to work with. in a lot of our organization and a lot of our apartment complexes, they're a not-for-profit and they actually place um, missionary families into the apartment complex to help build community and really serve awesome. the tenants and create events. And so dude, there's things like that inside a multifamily that we can really do as operators or owners of the, of the apartment complex that can go far beyond, you know, collecting rents or not collecting rents. Like, that's why like we're really building, we're, we're providing a home, we're creating a community for people, we're providing an amazing service, you know, we're taking care of their family, we're putting on events for them to meet new friends and hear the gospel. And so, um, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So there's just like, let's go beyond the whole collecting rent thing, because there's an incredible way that we can, you know, bring our faith into what we're doing. And then on the investor side, like, I mean, you know, essentially providing a service for people to create a predictable wealth building strategy for them and their family so they can map that out over the next 10 to 20 years and help them accelerate their path to financial freedom, you know, like so that they no longer have to, um, I mean, especially as a business owner. So most of our investors are entrepreneurs and business owners and they're making, you know, a couple hundred K a year, but all of their income is tied to their business. Mm -hmm. So what happens if their business tanks or there's a dip like we had in COVID-19, where's that secondary tertiary income stream that they can rely on? And so do what I'm passionate about is helping Christian entrepreneurs go and innovate and take risk and provide, you know, incredible business ideas into the world. And hopefully my, my job is like, I can provide them a stable income so that, you know, they can go take those risks. They can go create those new things. They can innovate and not have to worry that, man, what if I do this and I lose all my money? Well, guess what? You've got this apartment complex that's paying yeah. you every single month, <laughs> you know? So I, I, uh, I, I love that from a kingdom standpoint too, right? Of 
um, we can work in correlation together. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. And I, I think what you're doing is pretty great too. So let's get into that a little bit about uh, Kingdom Capitalist. Talk to us a little bit about that program, uh, what that's offering to uh, others out there. Yeah, so Kingdom Capitalist is um, actually not our syndication arm or our investment arm. Right. Um, that's called Symphony Capital Group. But the Kingdom Capitalist is actually a community that we begin to build alongside of our real estate business. And it is a mastermind community for faith-driven investors and real estate entrepreneurs. So guys and girls who are really building businesses inside of the, the real estate industry. And, um, you know, people come in, man, because, and the reason we started this, and I tell this story, like in building kind of my network and growing my network, I spent a lot of time, and, and you know this, man, like you're in the world of business. Mm -hmm. There's just not always a lot of conversation about God. Correct. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Period. But, Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. You go into your world of church and faith community, and guess what? There's not a lot of not talk a lot about of business, business yeah. and capital, right? <laughs> and so like, why do those things have to be so separate that – um, I want to, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm ambitious, but yet I love God. That's what I want to talk about. Those are the type of people I want to be around. And so do we just create a community around that called Kingdom Capitalist. And, um, you know, we have collectively over about $2 billion under management um, between all of our members and advisors. And, um, you know, we're, we're really here, man, to help each other build our businesses and create capital and then really steward those resources to advance God's kingdom in kind of our circles. And uh, it's, it's so much fun. It's our community. It's our family. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah. You know, we're it, sharing deals and looking at deals and talking about projects and, um, but also holding each other accountable to the other things that really matter, like our marriages and our faith and our children. And I don't have children, but the people in our group who have children. <laughs> right. So I can tell you uh, about your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, man, so that's Kingdom Capitalist. And uh, if anybody's listening and they're interested, they can go to kingdomcapitalist.co. We also have a podcast show. Um, but dude, I would love to get to interact with anybody. Who, who that yeah. I, I'm excited to join in on that. I think it's the coolest thing because it's the best of both worlds. It's like yeah. two things that I need in life and two things that I do, you know, real estate yep. and, and the kingdom, the Lord, you know, God yep. and how we can put those two things together, I think is so sweet. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners, a lot of my followers, you know, don't even know all my, where my faith is and things like that. Cause I try not to bring it too much of a business because I don't want to turn people off, so to speak, because not everyone believes in what we believe in, but what you're talking about and heavy on the show, I think is just such a cool way to, to talk about it. And like I said, I'm really excited to get into your program and for anyone that's listening, go check out the podcast Dallas has. I mean, I, I banged out like three episodes today before you came on the show. Just, just <laughs> what was your favorite like, episode, man? What was your favorite episode? Which one did you get to? Honestly, I like the, uh, the guys from that were uh, buying the bad debt. Uh, the two partners yeah, there, Aspen I forgot. Funds. Yeah, Aspen Funds. I thought they were pretty cool. So that was, I think that was a more recent episode. But yeah, man, those guys got you know good head on their shoulders. They just yeah, those are good they've guys, got man. it down. Um, yeah. So again, I advise anyone to go check out that uh, check out Elsa's show, Kingdom Capitalist. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and and I just think it's fun. Like you were talking about how bringing in you know business and faith and bringing them together with your program. I think it's cool because. At my church, I do have a, a pool of real estate investors, and I think it's so cool because they understand uh, what wavelength, what frequency I'm on when I talk about these things. And uh, it, it's just exciting to talk to someone that has the same mindset about me as something. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got my guys in my real estate investor meetup who I love talking to, but their heads in a you know, like, totally different ballgame. Yeah. 
um, yeah. with the investments that you're doing, talk to us about how it kind of coincides with nonprofits and what you're doing with other organizations. Um, is there anything there, anything that goes together that's cohesive? Yeah. So I told you about apartment life and how we, you know, we'll work yep. with the organization like that and all of our communities. Um, as far as kind of giving, I mean, we support several nonprofits here in San Diego. We still are, you know, probably pretty big donor of the ministry that we still work for. Um, and so we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, we're a very young firm. Uh, we're, we, you know, we have a bunch of different assets together, but we uh, are still really growing our business and becoming profitable. My hope, yes, is that we can really create a sustaining cash flowing vehicle that can provide, you know, above average returns to our investors, pay us as a sponsors and really create and carve out consistent quarterly cash flow to the things that we want to, you know, support as a, as a group of, uh, as a group of operators. So um, that's, that's our plan and that's really hope, how we hope to structure it. And, you know, we have several guys who are kind of leading the way for us in that inside of our mastermind, um, you know, who were able to essentially provide double digit returns to investors. And there's still that margin there that they can still get paid and yet be able to give. And that's what I love, man. That's why I love business. Like you can actually create a vehicle that, you know, is, is profitable enough to be able to, you know, help people grow their wealth, which honestly, most is what most investors want, just grow yeah. my money. But then as a Christian entrepreneur, Christian business owner, like we can say, yeah, we're doing that. We're providing a service, but yet, man, we're also doing something that can really help those who are, you know, not as fortunate or not as wealthy. Um, and so that's why I love the world of, of real estate and syndication. And you could do that in other businesses, right? Like, oh yeah. You know, you can just go make a lot of money at the same time. And there's tons of businesses doing that. Um, but this is the one that we really love. And I think it's consistent. Like, again, going back to that predictability, um, we have tenants who are paying down their rents every single month. There's cash flow coming in. Um, you know, there's just that predictability, like clockwork, that I think is what really drawn most, you know, all of us and our investors to this asset class. Yeah, that's great. And are you still actively preaching at all or on the side or how does that look as well? Dude, every day I'm on a podcast, man. I never stop preaching. <laughs> You're preaching every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told that. I told my team, I was like, dude, I cheer. I talk about God more now that I'm on the, now that I'm out of um, ministry, man. And I did then I, uh, so no, not, not really on the college campus. I mean, no one's right. on the college campus right now, but yeah. um, man, honestly, it's so crazy. Like I, I, I really, you know, inside of Kingdom Capitalist, I thought I was leaving our, you know, the world of full-time ministry to go into real estate. And uh, I really just kind of entered the world of ministry inside of real estate, you know, and building a community. Right. And um, God put a mic in front of your mouth and he shifted you into yeah, a different man. market, right? So <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, it really just kind of put me in front of different people. So I love what I do, man. I've created a business for myself that allows me to um, really still get to interact and disciple and, and, and even evangelize or share my faith with, you know, a lot of people. Um, we have over 300 people listen to our podcast show. I'm getting to share, you know, my faith and other people's faith and our vision for what I can do inside a business. I get to come on shows like yours, man, with, you know, people who are gracious enough to allow me on. And it's crazy how many of these guys who aren't Christians like yourself who have these real estate shows. And it's so interesting how many times 
Like we, we rarely talk about real estate. Like it's so funny. Oh, I know. It's because we know, get to like, talk about something we don't always get to talk yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's so crazy. Like most guys are dude, let's talk about your faith. I'm like, sure. Like I'd love to talk about that. And um, so, yeah, it's been an incredible platform, an incredible uh, way for me to um, talk about the greatest gift that we ever have been given, man, is grace, is salvation through Christ. And yeah. with probably a lot of people who never, who never heard that and definitely never seen it like you said like it's always been i don't want to talk about my faith and a lot of my business might turn people off it's like it only turns people off because they don't understand how good it is like they've been told the wrong message right like they have been told something about religion what they should do or what they were supposed to do um and not what they get to do right and so um yeah man it's 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 been a lot of fun Oh, that's great. I know we keep bouncing back and forth, syndication, you know, face, syndication, face. Yeah, that's this fine. Is I great, it. This is great, like we're sitting here drinking things. beers and just talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the syndication side, uh, a lot of people that are listening, obviously, are the syndicators. It's something they want to get into or learn more about. Where would you say is a good spot or a good tool to learn about syndication? Because it's like riding a bicycle over again. After you learn real estate investing with small multifamilies and then you enter the world of syndication, it's really a whole different beast when you come down to it. Mm -hmm. So where did you learn about syndication or where would you send someone if you wanted to give them some education on syndication? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. It definitely is. It is a new business and there's a lot of things, mostly on the legal side that you know you have to pay attention to, but it really still comes down, man, to, to finding money and finding deals. And so like, if you can, you know, if you're good at both of those things, you know, be, just be good at one, like either know people who have a lot of money or go network with people who have a lot of money or, you know, become that guy in your go-to market that people want to bring deals to. And, and um, that's this business, but to kind of the ins and outs, there's a couple people that have taught me along the way. One of our advisors inside of Kingdom Capital is a guy by the name of Mark Kinney. They have a group called Think Multifamily and they have a ton of resources that they train uh, syndicators. Uh, Joe Fairless has a yep. uh, website called, I think it's called Apartment Syndication School. Um, and he has a book f uh, all about apartment. I mean, it's literally a textbook. It's sitting on my shelf right now. Uh, it's like 450, yeah, 500 pages. Yeah, it's massive. It's a textbook, but he really does systematically walk you through how to do your first syndication deal um, from building a brand to, you know, creating your LLC to raising money, to finding deals with brokers, to asking questions to property managers. It's all there. So that's an excellent resource. And then, um, so those would be two think multifamily and the Joe Fairless. No, um, yeah, those are great. Fairless one. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to uh, kind of kick gears over to another section of the show. I like to call it the curious cues. I'm going to throw some questions at you and you just give us uh, your answer. Come on, man. All right. Uh, favorite go. podcast you like listening to? There's a lot of so them out many. there now. <laughs> I listen to so many podcasts. Um, depends on the day. I really like Ed Milet's show. It's a good mix of kind of motivational entrepreneurship stories. Um, I like this podcast called um, Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. It's much more tactical and kind of business oriented. Um, yeah, those would be two. Okay, awesome. Those are great. I'll check those out. Uh, favorite book you like reading? Besides the Bible, I know it's our favorite. <laughs> I, I, mean, I read that every day. Yep. That is an excellent book. Um, 
It's great. Brandon Turner put it on his like top 15 it, books. I was like, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not read that one? Right. Gosh, there's uh, literally dude, So the, I'm going to look at my, um, my library here of books. I just read, I just read this book called zero to one. Um, it's about creating innovative businesses that are like are new by one of the co-founders of PayPal. Excellent book. Um, I just read the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Uh, I never split the difference by Chris Voss. I think I've read that book about four times. Everyone says that's um, <laughs> like one of the top so, books out there right now. Yeah, no, it's so good, man. Um, I like 10 X by Grant Cardone. It, that book just challenges me and stretches me to think in just so many new ways. So that book is excellent. Um, and then probably my favorite book. I know you asked me one, man, but I listen. I no, love you can comment. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books, probably the last two years is a book called mindset. Uh, mindset the psychology of success and that was such a mind-altering book it helped me kind of see the 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 limiting beliefs that I place on myself that I place on myself and um how a lot of our you know a lot of the things in entrepreneurship man is is in between your ears like it's all about your mindset and it's really the fight to not give up and to continue to be innovative um if you can do both of those two things, like you can probably be successful as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, two books I think you might like. I'm not sure if you've read them. Uh, the Blessed Life, Robert Morris. Mm-mm. Have you read that? Go check that out. Write that down. Blessed Life by Robert Morris. I think you'd like that. And then uh, what about The Go-Giver? Have you read that one? Heard of that one? Dude. I need to have a book. So many people have told me that. I need to go read that book. <laughs> That's a phenomenal book. It's And it's more of like a, a, a story. You know, it's not really like yeah. an educational piece. So that's what makes it really good that you can just read the whole thing in like a day because you want to know what, you know, what happens next. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll check that but, out for sure. Thanks. Yeah. The Blessed Life. Uh, the Blessed Life by Robert Morris. The Blessed Life. Got it. Um, let's see. Uh, biggest hurdle in real estate you've had to overcome? Um, it was my network, man. Yeah, I didn't, I got it. I was a missionary, pastor and college students and knew nobody. Um, right. had no access to capital, uh, no access to deals. Um, and so, you know, I spent a long time building my, a strong network of real estate professionals and investors. And, um, honestly, that's why we created our mastermind. And this is right. not, this is, this is, and is not a pitch for the mastermind, like joining a network or being part of a network literally can accelerate any goal you have in the next 60 or 90 days. Like, most people are one connection away from accomplishing anything that they, that they're trying to do right now. And, um, and so that's why I'm so passionate about this idea of a mastermind and networking, because that was the hardest barrier for me was just like finding people. And once I found them, like, dude, it was just just crazy how fast things move. And um, it's not like working harder. It's just who, you know, and once you know the right people, like, it just doesn't slow down. So um, that was the biggest barrier. And that's why I'm really passionate about this. And help. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next question, favorite part of investing in real estate. I think it's the community, man. It's the people. Um, I love the, the real estate community and who it allows me to be around. Um, it has been such a giving community and it has helped me so much. People have been always so willing to give of their time and the resources that's probably been my favorite part, man. Just the people and the, um, yeah, the level of wisdom 
and even godliness and faith that has been present in this industry. I've actually had a, some really great experiences. So that's been my favorite part, hands down. Okay. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, favorite non-real estate related hobby. So what are you doing in your free time when you're not talking <laughs> about real estate? Yeah, uh, I'm going surfing tomorrow. So Ooh, with okay. a buddy. Uh, so I'll go do that. Um, my wife and I really like good food and good wine. So we live in San Diego. I think one of the best food cities in the in the world. And so we like you know trying and exploring different spots uh, here in San Diego. San Diego actually has the number one Yelp rated spot in the country. So oh, we went that? had that the other day. It's called Shawarma Guys. It's like a Shawarma um, Guys. Yeah, kind of like a Mediterranean style thing. So it was good. I don't know if it's number one on Yelp. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, good I don't stuff, know, man. <laughs> that was a hard stretch, swarming guys. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is definitely not a, a <laughs> um, throwing a bone there, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, number one is, I got to, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What's yeah, you're like, uh, I'll adjust it on the ratings. Mm. Uh, every time I hear shawarma, I just think of that, like, one scene at the end of Avengers where he's like, Want to go get shawarma or whatever? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or you not seeing <laughs> yeah. that part? Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah, shawarma is amazing. Like, and the cool thing is everywhere. You know, I live in Spain, oh, yeah. they had shawarma. Um, so I'm getting. I could go eat shawarma right now, actually. Oh, now you say it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last question I got for you is newbie advice. I mean, what advice would you give someone that's looking to get started or scale and just go a little bit bigger? Yeah, uh, my best advice is start building your network before you need it yeah to a newbie don't wait because you're going to need your a network in this business if you want to grow and scale your business you're going to need more capital if you want to do more deals you're going to need more brokers um and and when you need it it's too late yeah. right when you need that capital for that deal the deal's gone right right and so um or when you have the capital and no deal the capital moves on right? Which is, which is a lot of what we experience right now. And so if there's any brokers in the Arizona market, in the Kansas city market, in the, you know, um, hit me up. So, you know, <laughs> that's it, man. Like, um, go build your network now before you need it, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, like it's time. And it's just not something I wish I'm glad I learned it when I did. I wish I learned it even earlier, man. So. Right. I mean, when they say it's, it's who you know, it's, it's true because networking mm -hmm. is so key in this business. There's no possible way you can do it all yourself. You have to have those mm -hmm. connections, those networks. And that's whether it's, like you said, finding the deal or finding the capital. It's how it's got to be. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. great. Well, Ellis, man, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, drop the websites, drop the Instagram handles. Where can people connect with you? Where can they uh, get a part of your group? Yeah. I, I mean, if you just want to talk to me, man, LinkedIn, you know, shoot me a message. Um, as long as it doesn't look like spam, I typically will respond to it. <laughs> so you can just go Ellis Hammond on LinkedIn. Um, but you know, a couple of ways, if, if you're interested in, in what we're doing or what we're building, um, you know, if you're, uh, looking to, you know, our, our minimum investment for most of our deals is around 50 grand. And so if that doesn't scare you away. You can go to ellishammond.com and there's a way to to partner with us there. Um, and then on the mastermind side, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're ambitious, if you love God and you're looking to really grow your real estate business, come hang out with us, man. Come try us out. Uh, kingdomcapitalist.co. And uh, we'd love to see if it's a good fit and give you an opportunity to kind of try out our community and see if, you know, if it's a great fit and uh, we can go from there. So kingdomcapitalist.co, there's an application. You can fill that out 
and then get on a, a phone call with me. And uh, so those, those would be the three ways, man, LinkedIn, my website, or Kingdom Capitalist. Awesome. Well, Ellis, again, thank you so much for your time this evening. And uh, thanks for having me come on the show. Dude, what a blessing, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. We hope you took something away from today's episode. For more information, you can find us on Instagram at Dante Belmonte. See you next time.